This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Episode 342, I think. I'm not sure I have to double check. Uh, of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... It's beautiful. Not like this, but it's beautiful. There is only one language, one law, one people. There is no war, no hunger. The strong do not victimize, victimize the helpless. We are very civilized, but we've lost something, I think. You are so much alive and also different. I will miss the cooks and the singing and the dancing and the eating and and, and the other things. Nice. Starman. Starman. Yeah. Uh, how are you today, sir? I'm good, and you? I'm uh, not bad. I'm here. Yeah, I'm shopping all day. How have you been? Oh, that's the worst. It wasn't too bad. No. Okay. Like I, I went to... Uh, where did I go? I don't know. Mm. I went to uh, JCPenney. Okay. wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, does anybody actually know JCPenney is still open? Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of cars out there. Was there? Wow. Okay. Yeah, That's I mean, good. it was busy, but it wasn't in the, it wasn't busy in the parts that I run. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I got some good deals there. Um, I did. Yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah. And uh, so I went there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was cool. And I went to Big Lots. Yeah. And then I went to uh, Gabe's. Okay. I had to go to Gabe's because I can't find my winter coat. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to the game tomorrow. And it's going to be cold and I yeah. need a winter coat. Right, yeah. Um, and I'm not going to pay $140 for a coat. Right. So I go to Gabe's. Yeah. <laughs> you I, know what I, I mean? That, like, yeah. yeah. But so I picked up a nice winter coat and... Uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. Yeah. Bought a fleece for underneath. And, um, yeah, because it's going to be cold. Yeah. And that's about it. I mean, it just took me a while at each. I mean, I'm shopping for the whole fam. So. Yeah, exactly. For Christmas. So, that was it. Went to the Bell. Everybody wanted Taco Bell. Wow. Yeah, it's. I'm. I'm good at all fast foods. Yeah. Except I'm not good at Taco Bell, dude. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know the menu. Yeah. I never eat there. Right. Um, yeah. I didn't get anything to eat tonight. Yeah. Um, I don't like it, really. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I just, 
I like the five bean burrito, but that's about it. Or yeah. five layer, whatever. Right. But uh, I don't know. I just don't know the, uh, you know, I don't know the menu. So I'm like, yeah. I'm blind going in. <clears throat> I have to have a list. Yeah. When I go in there. So, and it was a fucking nightmare. Yeah. And it wasn't even busy. I mean, like, I thought it'd be, like, really busy. Yeah. I think their drive-thru is actually busier than their actual restaurant. Yeah, I'm sure that's the case. And that I doesn't mean- make a lot of sense to me. Like, if you if you get the food and take it home, then I get it. Yeah. But Taco Bell is not, like, a food that you eat on the run. Like, it's, it's different than having a burger and throwing yeah. down a couple burgers. It's like, you know, it's messy. Yeah, I... I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but I, I think the other side of that though is it's kind of like that. It's part of that youth culture, and like the particularly like the stoner culture. Where like, I mean, you know, for, first off, it's it's dirt fucking cheap. Yeah, you know, out of all the out of all the fast food restaurants, like Taco Bell is like the least expensive, and they cater to that just that that, that video game younger generation. Yeah stoner crowd like they know who their audience is and they cater to them as much as possible yeah you know you know i mean that's the truth i mean that's the smart thing to do yeah all honesty like i don't blame them but you're right like i mean i'm not a taco bell fan either like i i mean i can stop at damn near any fast food restaurant but like taco bell is not yeah i mean i mean i've even stopped there for breakfast occasionally like to try their breakfast foods i was just curious it's not bad but it's also not great either. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna like. I would never go out of my way for Taco Bell breakfast. <laughs> right. You know. So I mean, I guess what happened is they ran out of a, they ran out of cinnamon twists. Wow, that's surprising. But five people on the drive-through ordered boxes. Yeah. And in those boxes, there's supposed to be cinnamon twists. Yeah. Well, they just didn't put them in. Yeah. Let them go on their merry way. Right. <laughs> and now these motherfuckers are coming back. Yeah. Yeah. There's all these people back in Bell. Yeah. Like, hey, where's my cinnamon twist? Oh, we're honest. So you're not going to tell me anything on cinnamon yeah, twist? Yeah, you should have said that up front. Yeah. You could have given them a couple more tacos or, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It was nuts. That was the Taco Bell experience. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same as that Taco Bell in White Oak. Like, yeah. It always looks like, I mean, you could probably walk into the Taco Bell and get something Desolate. to eat. Yeah, it's like, you know, there's nobody in there. It's the drive-thru that's it's busy. It's the drive-thru that's busy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Wendy's across the street, the 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 Dairy Queen across the street, like, that, they're the exact opposite. Yeah, they're slamming. Yeah. Mm. You know, people are going inside to spend time in the restaurant, even though it's a fast food restaurant, where it's like, you know, with Taco Bell, it's like, it's a hit and run. Yeah, but Wendy's really up their game. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh yeah, like I mean that one, like the one, what I mean, it's got a fucking fireplace and, yeah. and TV inside and, of the restaurant. Yeah. I mean, like they've really up, they've redesigned all of the Wendy's, which yeah. actually look pretty good. Yeah, I mean, very modern and yeah, more of a. I guess it was a move to bring more people in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't it, know. it's like weird. Like I mean, like. I get like you want to revamp the the inside of the restaurant and like the adding the TVs made sense, mm-hmm. but like the fireplace, like I'm like, <laughs> like that makes no sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> and that fucking thing's going year round. Yeah, I know. 
you know, it's like they turn on the lights, they turn on the fireplace. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what, who thought this was a good <coughs> idea? Yeah. You know, I mean, there are places I could see that working, but not Wendy's. Yeah, but I still like the design of the of yeah. what they did with it. Right, I mean, no, I, I, I agree with you. It's come a long way from yeah. Sears and Roebuck and yeah. on the fucking yeah. oh, tables yeah, and fucking shitty salad bar. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Oh, yeah. How many times did we eat in there before movies? Oh, tons. Tons. <laughs> yeah. It's like the exact opposite of that is like fucking that, that, that Pizza Hut. Yeah. Right there, too. Like, that. I don't think that place has been remodeled in, in 30 years. Like, you go in no. there, it's like going back in time. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're like, holy shit. I'm like looking around expecting to see like the, the tabletop Pac Man. Oh, kill for that. Yeah. But they had. um. I think uh, think one thing I like about pizza, the only thing they've really done over the years of their setup is they they put paper towels on the yeah on the fucking tables. And yeah. I think that's a really brilliant idea. Oh yeah, but I mean other than that, like I mean, like you said, I mean it's the same fucking. You look around, it's like the same fucking place it was thirty years ago. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's good or bad, but I mean it's like, like I mean and and unfortunately, like, you don't see enough pizza huts around like that. That I could like go into another one and judge it and say, well, maybe it's just this one restaurant mm. that they just don't invest the money in for whatever reason. But there's just there, there's so few and far between in this area. Yeah, I mean, like the only pizza that I know of is the one in White Oak, and then, then there's one in Century Three. Yeah, I don't even know of one in Monroeville. Not the top of my head, no. You know, I mean, there's some pizza huts around that are just. Straight yeah, takeout. Yeah, those those takeout delivery ones. That, you know, like yeah. Pizza Hut Express. Yeah. But beyond that, not like, a no. sit down. No. I mean, there used to be one in Duquesne. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. And there was one in East McKeesport. Yeah. Not East McKeesport. Um, North for sales. Mm-mm. Maybe, but there was one in right in McKeesport. Oh yeah. East End. Yeah. That yeah. used to be a. Yeah, right where the um that Speedway is now. Yeah, that, there used to be a pizza out there. There used to be a pizza out there. But there used to be one, like, in North for Sales, like on 30. If you were, like, if you if you came up 130 and you made the left, like, it to go towards. Norwin? Um, no, not towards Norwin, the other way. Okay. It was, like, right before you got to um, the shopping center. Okay. It was like, like, cause I think that's that overpass. And it was like, right, right, right now it's like a pawn shop. No, oh, nice. Yeah. But it still has like the, the look of a pizza hut. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's got the, 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 the roof and everything like a pizza hut does, but it's a pawn shop now. Well, there, right down, right down there across from Kings, like a little bit before that going toward Destenta, there's a building there. I think it's like an auto parts store now, but it used to be a Captain D's. Okay. Yeah. A long time ago. Yeah. The things out the. Like they had sort of like that front of the bow of the ship, yeah, in the front of Captain yeah. D's. Yeah. yeah, Captain D's was good. Boy. That, that's a pull from the way back machine. <laughs> Captain D's, yeah, yeah. Captain D's was good. It never, it never took off in PA. No, um, because of Long John's, but yeah, Long John's is horrible. I really? every Long John's I've ever been into in, in the past. Five six years of just it's just dirty. It's filthy. It is. 
I, 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 I can think of three, the location of three of them. There's the one next to Kennywood, which oh. that that's that's dirty. And then there's the one in West Mifflin. There's the one in West Mifflin. That is pure filth. Is it? Okay, I haven't been in there in a oh, while. Yeah. Filth. Last time I went through there, I just hit the drive through. It's filth. And then, um, <laughs> seriously, like there, there's one out on um, out in Penn Penn Hills I know of. Uh huh. Well, I've never right? been in it. I've just driven past it. Yeah. You know. I can't eat it anymore. But well, you know, it's they, like once I turned forty, it was like it. Yeah. it there was like a fucking uh, no more Long Johns for you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> My gut was like, there ain't no way. We can't you take can, that grease. You can't have this ever again. Yeah. I think I shit for three days. <laughs> wow. Yeah. The, on the flip side, like something that failed in Pennsylvania, but has is, apparently is making a comeback. They opened a rallies in Penn Hills. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. And it was like one of those things where, like, like for like like the, the first week, like they said, like like the traffic on that road was all screwed up because there were people like just waiting in line. They to say get their them. burgers are fucking fantastic. They're good. I mean, I, I haven't had them in a long time. Like cause I used, when I used to be an EMT in the nineties, like I there was a. Uh, it was a rallies out there by um, Shittyside Hospital. Okay, I stopped there all the time for lunch. Yeah. So like, I, like, 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 they they have a good burger. Like, don't get me wrong, and I like their fries, but like, I wouldn't be waiting a couple of hours for that fucking shit. Well, it's something new. Yeah, I know. Everybody wants something new. Well, I mean, it's like fucking Ireland and fucking people waiting four hours for a donut, like for from Dunkin' Donuts. Like, who, who the fuck does that? Dunkin' Donuts are good donuts. Yeah, well, ain't that fucking good. Good coffee. Yeah. I will say, I, I know, I've I've heard a number of people turn the corner. You all right? Yeah, I just... Saw a ghost? I just surprised to see your phone down there. I was on the one. Um, it's charging. Yeah. Um, But I've heard a lot of people turn the corner on, they prefer Dunkin' over Starbucks. Number well, one, price. Yeah. And number two, they, they like the coffee. And that's who they're competing with. Yeah. In all honesty, that's who they're competing with. Like, they're, they're not comp- like they're not competing with donuts. They're competing with coffee. Yeah. You know, that's who they view as their... I'm sure that's probably who they view as their, their arch nemesis is Starbucks. Because for years, it was always Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Yeah. And then Starbucks comes along and all of a sudden... They, so they upped their game. They, and they did. Yeah. People and, love their coffee. Yeah. They did. I, I mean, that's that's one of those things where, like, you know, that that's who they're. I'm sure that's who they're focused on is like, how do we beat Starbucks? Yeah, you know, and it's an interesting like take because like you like like well, who is like like who competes with Dunkin' Donuts? Well, I mean, like Starbucks does because of the coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so oh yeah, it's it's definitely their number one competitor. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of there's not there's no other coffee chain out there. No. Not in Pittsburgh. No. And I mean, like, and like more important, like, what's. Yeah, no. Yeah. But I mean, like, I'm not, even like this nationally. Like, cause, I mean, if you look around where, like, 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 they open up a Dunkin' Donuts in McKeesport. Mm-hmm. Like, on that McKeesport White Oak border there. Yeah. You know, and like, this Starbucks is never going to go in there. No. But what they're competing with now is you're going to buy your coffee. Like, what's, how's the average person go to work? Well, they probably go down through Homestead, you know, So, and they'll stop at Starbucks down at the waterfront and get a coffee. Yeah. 
Well, now instead of stopping at Starbucks at the waterfront to get a coffee, this is where the competition is. Yeah. You know, I'm going to stop here because I don't have to wait in line and the coffee's better and I can get what I want and I can have it to drink the whole way to work. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like a bro, like, it's like a smart move where you're not putting it directly across the street from a Starbucks, but you're putting it in a place where there's a lot of commuter traffic that heads that way. Oh, yeah. You know That's a great location for Duncan. Yeah, I mean, there, and I mean, they've always had the one up on 30. Yeah. You know, with the Baskin Robbins, so I mean, like they, they're, they're there's one like, there's one on fifty one too. They just built. Yeah, that's a smart move too. Right, but that that's more in, in direct competition with because I mean, there's what like three fucking Starbucks on fifty one. Is there? I don't know. I don't think so. I, yeah, who knows? I, I I feel like there is. I there's feel like, one on fifty one. I right. know. Yeah, by where the where T Mobile where T Mobile is. Yeah, right on the right side. Yeah. Um. I know there's a Starbucks there, but other than that, I mean, you go to Dunkin', you get your coffee's faster. Yeah. I mean, you can get it, you right. know. Right. And everybody likes the blend. I mean, it's yeah. not like you have 75 different choices. I mean, you have yeah your basics, and then you can go, you know, it's similar to Starbucks, but it it's quicker. Yeah, I mean. I mean, it, a lot of people don't have 10 minutes to wait for a fucking coffee to come Exactly. Out. Exactly. I mean, unless That's how I, you're shopping or you, you don't have to be at work right away. You know what I mean? Like One of the things that absolutely fascinates me, and I've heard our good friends Neil and Annalise talk about this on their podcast, Archangels are Pretty Freaks, mm-hmm. but now Nancy's experiencing it firsthand, is Starbucks and Target. Yeah. Because they just put in a start. Like they just, mm-hmm. her, her Target was just remodeled, and they put in a Starbucks there. And, like, it's just, like, fascinating to me that, like, you would walk into a Target and that's what you need is a, is a Starbucks coffee. Mm-hmm. Like, like, the first thing you're going to do is I'm going to get myself a coffee so I can walk around Target and do my shopping. Mm-hmm. Like, that dumbfounds me. I am surprised that they haven't put the cup holders in the carts yet. Yeah. I'm sure that's coming. Right. Um, but there's some places that have that where you can get coffee and there's a cup holder. Right. And you can put your cup hold, you know, yeah. whatever you're drinking right into the cup holder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, it's right there. It's like right as you walk in is, a, you know, mm-hmm. is the Starbucks. And it's just like, wow. I, I would, you know. They like their Starbucks. Dude. They do. Like, I mean, and like, it was, it seems like, the, and I guess, I guess it's the way I shop is like, I'm an in and out shopper. I'm not somebody who's going to walk around. So I don't want to spend, like you said, like 10 minutes waiting for my coffee. Not that I drink coffee, but I don't want to wait 10 minutes for that. I want to get in, do my shopping and get the fuck out. Well, they have a Starbucks in, um, in a hospital. Yeah. And that thing's pounding. That makes more sense, though, to me. And I don't want to see that makes a bit more All sense. All day. Yeah. It's pounding. Oh, I'm sure. I am sure. Yeah. I mean, they... <laughs> I, it does, I mean, like, it does fucking... I mean, that's, that's a huge moneymaker. As an outsider looking in, coffee culture is fascinating to me. Yeah. Because, like, people will just go nuts... Like, like I mean, like I'm sure, like you know that 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 Starbucks and that hospital, like that that's got to do booming business. 
I, if they were open 24 hours, they would do booming business. Yeah. I you know, know, just because that, that, like, for some reason, people crave coffee fucking all day. Yeah. And for me, I mean, I like, for me personally, yeah, I like a cup, like, every couple of weeks I'll have a cup of coffee, yeah. or every month I'll have a cup. Yeah. But it, like, fucks with my stomach. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm one of the people that, um... I'm one of those kind of people that when I drink coffee, like, it fucks with my gut. Yeah. Like, it's just my gut doesn't like coffee. Right. I don't know if it's the bean or right. the caffeine. It can't be the caffeine because I drink Mountain Dew. But, right. I mean, like, I don't know if it's the bean or, or something in the in the coffee itself that my gut is like. Especially if you add, like, a lot of milk to the coffee. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. Right, but um, I do like I do enjoy a cup of coffee, but like to me, it doesn't really matter what it is. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, like, I mean, I buy Maxwell House or Folgers for the house. Yeah, you know, but I'm good with that. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, I it doesn't have to be a ten dollar cup of coffee. You yeah, know what I'm no, saying? I, like, I I understand that. Yeah, like I mean it. Yeah, I, I, like I'm, coffee should not cost like, and I and I'm not saying that I haven't gotten one, you yeah. know, from Starbucks. Um, but coffee should not cost six dollars a cup of coffee. Right. It just shouldn't. Right. I don't care what the fuck you put it in. Right. Okay, if you put fucking saffron in it. It right. shouldn't fucking cost six dollars yeah. a fucking cup. That's crazy. I agree. Like I, I, I agree. Like I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm. It's not like I'm, um, fucking Marty McFly walking in and paying. Yeah. I, I expect to be paying twenty five cents for a cup of coffee. No. Yeah. But I mean, a cup of coffee should be like a buck. Yeah. It's cheap. Yeah. It's cheaper than soda. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. you shouldn't pay that much for a cup of coffee. I just every time I would get a, a Starbucks, right? I'm like, ugh. Yeah. What yeah, a waste. That, yeah, it's so much money. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's just such a waste of money. But like I but I also get like I mean like Nancy talked about she would get up early in the morning. She'd go downstairs, she'd make herself a cup of coffee. And like in the fall, she would go outside, like with especially with the new house, she'd go outside and she'd sit in the yard with her cup of coffee, just kinda sit there and you know in processing what her day is and drink her cup of coffee. Like, I get that. That makes sense to me. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I mean, everything else is like, I mean, I said coffee culture is one of those fascinating things. Like, the whole the whole thing about it, like, you, like, if you're drinking, like, Keurig coffee, like, you, you know, you're, you're an abomination. You know, you have, like, you know, if you're not like getting a French press and like you know like all, like people, there are people who like are, like take like coffee as serious as these, some of these fucking beer people, you know what I mean? Like they as do far as, like, and, the craft and, beer shit. Yeah, and I think French press is actually kind of cool. Yeah, I, I think it's like a different way to drink it. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I don't consider it a religion. Right. But I, I think that French press. There's something about a French press that's like kind of almost relaxing. You right. know what I mean? Like you're waiting for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a process, right? Right. Um, and so you appreciate the coffee even more, right? When you get it, yeah. I mean, I get that. I, 
I yeah. understand it to a certain extent, but like you said, there's different levels of people's. Right. And I mean, and it, and it is very much like, I mean, there are people who are like hardcore. It's like, like you, you're saying you drink Maxwell House is like telling like somebody you drink Budweiser. In all honesty, like that, there are people. Yeah, I mean, but honestly, no, yeah. Like, you know, there are people who like, like, absolutely, like, you know, turn their nose up to you. Like, oh, how, how dare you talk about that swill? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's that's the truth. I mean, and it's like one of those just absolutely fascinating things. I mean, I, 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 I can't explain. Cause I don't drink coffee at all. You know, but it's just it, like as an outsider looking in, it's one of those things where again, like, I just kind of look at like. Holy shit! You people are fucking nuts. I, you know, I agree. I, I think water culture is very similar. Yeah, I do. Yeah, and like, people are very strange about their water. Yeah, I mean they are. I mean oh, yeah. like, tap water's out. Yeah, nobody drinks tap water. No, anymore. Uh, not even me. Yeah. Um, like I'll get a bottle of water. I don't care what bottle it is. Usually, yeah. I mean. Two forty nine a case. I'm good with that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. Like, yeah. <clears throat> um, I'm usually pretty good, but I do. There are certain waters that I do like. Right. Like I agree. Like, like I, if I, I want something that like, if I want something quick, I'm picking the two forty nine. Right. If I want something that I'm gonna sip on through a couple hours, like I always go with Fiji. Yeah. That's the type. It's it's for some reason it just takes tastes clean to me right um and other people feel differently about other different waters right some people like smart water some people like you know what i mean there's there's about a thousand different ones right yeah <laughs> like i mean i'm i i, I like my only pickiness is not even really pickiness because like if, if that's what i got that's what i got like i do prefer spring water yes to filtered i do too you know like in a pin, in a pinch, I'll drop the three bucks and get myself the the the, the filtered, you know. Yeah. But like, given the choice, you know, I'm buying a fucking, pat, you know, I'll spend five bucks and get the uh, the Deer Park. Yeah. You but, know, but there's definitely a difference. There is. There's, I mean, de- there's definitely a difference the in the difference. taste too. I, I agree with you. Yeah. But like, but it's so strange we're even talking about fucking water. Yeah. I'm telling you this right now. And people are going to cringe when I say this, but I think, and, and I think the best water is the 2 a.m. out of the bathroom water, running cold. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, like, just with a scoop of your hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? For some reason, in, yeah. in, in, I don't know why. Yeah. But the bathroom sink. <laughs> yeah, it's like it, like somehow it filters it just a little bit better. Tastes different. Yeah. Than the downstairs sink. Yeah. It's just I don't know what. But it but is. you're right. Like it has to be like that two two three in the morning. Get up, take or, a piss. Yeah, you gotta take a take a leak, and while you're there, you just kind of like give a little. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. Refreshed. Yeah. It's completely different than it the is. kitchen sink. It is. You're absolutely right. It's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um. Yeah, I just, I know where we live. And it's funny because, I mean, this is coming from somebody who used to fucking drink water out of a hose. Oh, yeah. You know, like in my 20s, it was like, taste the iron. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I put my mouth on it. Like, just trying to, you know, turn it on. You know? (laughs) Yeah. We used to drink out of hose all the time. Yeah. 
Now I'm they like, actually made water fountains for your spigot back then. Yeah. Do you remember? Oh yeah, they were expensive too. Yeah. But like now, like if I saw one of your children do it, I'd be like, "Stop that! Stop that! What's wrong with you?" Like I mean, I mean, like. like I can remember playing dodgeball in the backyard and going up. Anybody need a drink? Yeah, just turn the spigot. Turn on. the outside spigot on. Yeah. Just get down there on all fours, like lap it up. Yeah, just lap it up. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. You're just you know you're covering the top of your shirt. It's got, you're sucking it out of your shirt. You know. Yeah, it doesn't it, matter. Yeah, it didn't matter. Yeah. But now, now if I, I saw one, if I saw a child doing that, if I, I saw my own child there, I fuck stop. Yeah, I'd be cracking like a dog. Right. What's wrong with you? Well, bad, part of the problem bad. I knew it. it problem, problem, part of the problem. Sorry, is now that we're older. I know where I live. Yeah. I live in a steel town that was in, founded during the Industrial Revolution. And yeah. Everything's fucking lead-based. Yeah. All the fucking pipes in these towns yeah. are lead-based. Oh, yeah. I mean, people talk about Flint, Michigan all you want. Yeah. I guarantee ours are ten times higher than Flint. Yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. now, ours are higher than Flint, Michigan. Yeah. They are. Yeah. It's... Fact of life, right? Do you know what I mean? All right. these steel towns, I, I I know what's running through them pipes. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's why I have a filter on my kitchen sink. That's why I have, you know what I mean. Yeah. If I lived in a better, not a better area, but if I had a, I guess a better house. I mean, it's a nice house, but I mean, like, and if I lived in like say Squirrel Hill, yeah, or whatever with them old pipes. If I could afford those homes, I would definitely have a water filter yeah. in my home. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. You know. yeah. But, pour, pour an assault that once a week. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, when we bought the fridge here, you know, like, that has the water hookup, it yeah. was just like, eh, not needed. Not, no. We're good. Yeah. You know, I, I, we don't, you know. You know what I mean? Like, I've actually been looking for new fridges that don't have a water yeah. um, function. Yeah. Because I, it doesn't doesn't do anything. Can't, you're not gonna hook it up. Serves no purpose here. Like I laugh because it's like or the ice maker. We yeah. buy our own ice. Well, I, I laugh because like Nancy's like, yeah, I won't drink spigot water, but yeah, she's making ice cubes for her drinks. I'm like, eh, you're, drink, you're drinking spigot water, you know that? Yeah, <laughs> well, you think the spigot. booze kills what's ever in there? Yeah, right. <laughs> Baca doesn't kill Giardiasis. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> As someone who's lived through not one, not two, not three, but probably four or five different Giardiasis scares, look up Giardiasis, kids. It's not good. It's ugly. It's ugly. Close your mouth while you're taking a shower. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let the water into your mouth. You know how hard that is? Oh. I mean, seriously. How are you supposed to wash your hair and face? Oh. Water's just dripping on your lips. And yeah. All you can think of is like these gremlins going into your mouth. Yeah, exactly. I was so worried. I, you know, and then, you know, waking up covered in poo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I'm reading, the, you know, Dr. Pyatt talked about how he had it and it just destroyed him. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. My God, man. You're Let's talk burning asshole. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm eight years old. This man is talking about having some burning shits. I'm just like, what? Yeah. Dr. Pyatt. Yuck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear. Diarsis. Yeah. Anyway. I probably, probably, we probably still have it in our system. Probably. 
It would not surprise me in the least. Oh. So I watched, um, I watched something fascinating. Okay. Um, I watched um, a series on Disney Plus about Imagineering. Okay. This was kind of fascinating. I highly recommend this because, like, I'm, I'm somebody. I've never been to a Disney park in my life. And I don't ever plan on going to a Disney park. Okay. Okay. But I do find the technology that they use to be fascinating. Okay. And like like this week, like um, yeah, they opened up the um, the new Star Wars ride at I, I think it's in Disneyland, uh, Rise of the Resistance. Okay. And I, I watched somebody record a, a full walkthrough of what the of what the uh, the attraction is. It's not a ride; it's an attraction. And it was very fascinating to see a lot of the technology at work. There was one point I thought, oh, wow, that looked really bad. Okay. Like, there, there's, like, this Kylo Ren, like, animatronic that, like, I was just like, yeah, it didn't look good at all. <laughs> nice. Um, but other than that, like, their use of, like, like uh, LED and, like, everything else, like, I was like, wow, that is really, really good. That's That's really impressive. Like, even, like... I know I'm not getting the full effect because I'm not in the, I'm not there in person. But still, like you know, it was like a, a point of view, like like the somebody, the person had the camera mount on their head or something, so you got the full point of view and everything. It was, it was I was really impressed by it, and so I had seen this series on on Disney Plus, and I decided I'm going to give it a watch, and it was really interesting to like watch, like going all the way back because it goes all the way back to the beginning. And I got at, at first I'm beginning to feel like, man, this is going to be nothing, but you know. Disney pat itself on the back. Yeah. You know, and there's one full episode is like, boy, did we fuck up a lot. Yeah. You know, like, like the, the 90s with like all the different like smaller parks that they opened and, you know, Disney's Animal Kingdom and Virginia that failed miserably. Yeah. You know, like there was a lot of stuff that they talked about. Like we had grand ideas and it just didn't work or, you know, we had to go back and correct because we weren't spending the money we were supposed to. Like, but like it was just it was interesting to go back there from the beginning and watch like what Walt's vision was for the park and what he wanted, <clears throat> and it was very Lucas like in that he pushed his people to create the technology to make it work. Yeah, and work flawlessly. Yeah, like it couldn't just look okay; it had to look phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. You know, like shit like small. It's a small world and. The the one um, restaurant where like you have all the birds and stuff like singing the song and everything like this is all animatronic shit that like it had to look absolutely perfect and even like the Pirates of the Caribbean and stuff it was like this this was stuff that like Walt was like very very involved in and, and you know and that kind of vision that he had kids carried on for 60 plus years. Yeah. You know, with, with this Imagineering team as it's evolved and grown and, you know, the old timers have kind of gone away and there's a whole new generation of these people that have taken over, but they carry on that same mantra. It was a very interesting watch. I highly recommend it. It's six episodes. They're each about an hour long. Uh -huh. But, um, it's something where, like, again, I, I have noticed it, it didn't increase my desire to go to any of these parks, but it, it gave me a deep appreciation for what the work that these people do 
and how they're taking technology and pushing it to its absolute limits to give you an experience of a lifetime. Yeah, it always like reminded me of like Disney, because Disney's always tried to be ahead of its time, right? Yeah. And it always reminded me of a cross between like Disney World always kind of in Epcot and all everything surrounding that. Always kind of like I had a feel like it was like a cross between like the World's Fair and Tony Stark. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like it, it just had that vibe. Right. You know, as far as what they did, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know. I always thought that was that's always kind of like the vibe that I and got. That was not always. Fun. I mean, like as far as the past ten years, but I always viewed Disney as like, wow, it's like. I wonder what. I wonder if this is what the World's Fair looked like back in the day. And that's what with Disney World and Epcot and shit like that. That's that was what Walt was inspired by. Oh, the World's Fair. Yeah, mm. like that was the whole point. Like he he had plans for Epcot going back to the '60s. Like, that was something that he really, really wanted, and that was something that, like, Roy Disney, like, after Walt died, like, Roy Disney, like, his his goal was to make sure Walt's vision was met with what Epcot could be, because based upon, like, the 60 World's Fair in New York and stuff like that, which yeah. Disney did a lot of work on. Yeah. You know, that was a lot of the Imagineering team as well, so they wanted to bring that feel to Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, so... It, it was very interesting. Like, I I enjoyed it. I highly recommend it. Like it it ends with, you know, the building of Star Wars Land. Okay. You know, but like that that's where that like, it, it ends with like you know that being opened and everything you see like the the smugglers run and the technology it's used to make that work, which I thought was rather fascinating. Yeah. You know, it, it was um. It's it, it's really it's just a well done series, and I thought just found this stuff interesting. I think world. I, I find the World's Fair fascinating. I would have killed to go to the World's Fair. Yeah, like when it was in what was it Knoxville, in like the eighties. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I would have liked to go back, like in the nineteen thirties. Okay. I think like, like the Chicago's World Fair and shit like that, like way back in the day. Yes, I think that would have been like fascinating. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just really neat. I I, I would consider it neat. You know, just yeah. from a historical aspect, and it's something that's been lost because not, you know nobody even talks about the World's Fair. Nobody. Yeah. I mean, we're 40, 50, 60 years out of the last one. Well, well aside from the eighty four. Yeah, because I mean, there's the one in Knoxville. That's an interesting thought. Like, you know. Let me look that up. World's Fair. Like, what's the deal with the World's Fair? List of expositions. So... Hmm. What'd you find, son? I'm gonna find a lot of interesting stuff here, like the um I'm trying to find like 
There's been so many. So, like 1982, mm-hmm. that was um, Knoxville. Yeah. 1984 was New Orleans. That's probably pretty cool. Yeah. And since then, it's been like Germany, Japan, China, South Korea. Uh, 2017, it was in Kazakhstan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not making my way to Kazakhstan anytime soon. Go back to the 30s. Look up like the 1932 World Fair or 38. Well, 1933, that was the Chicago's World Fair. Yeah. Before that, 1915 was in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 1933 was uh, it was a century of progress. <laughs> that was a theme, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, like, how cool would that be to walk into the 1933 World's Fair? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I don't know. I just think that's really neat. <laughs> Of course, I'm a history like fanatic, so that's well, the kind I, of stuff that I like. I, I think what will be interesting is like because like the World's Fair is always like looking supposed to be looking forward. You yeah, know? like it's a, it's about the future. Well, yeah, of course it is. Yeah, and like so, like I would be interested to see like what what was the view of the world in 1933? Yeah, I mean this is post World War One. Yeah, pre World War Two. Correct. You know what was at the time? What were what were people thinking was going to be the look of the future in the United States at that yeah. time. And also, too, there was an innocence. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just... Yeah, like, we as Americans still had that. Yeah. In a way. Exactly. We did. You know, it's not until World War II where we kind of, like, become the... Like, because we were so, like, closed in. Yeah. Like, it was all about us. But and like, but like the other side of it too is like 1933. I'm in the middle of the Great Depression. Yeah. No. True. True. You know. So you got to wonder, like, especially at that time, like, you know, really, what was the view? Like, what you know, yeah, shit's gonna get better. We promise. At some point, we're gonna get out of yeah. this. It's gonna take a guy in Germany. Come on, Teddy. Yeah. Was it Roosevelt? Well, no, that, that would have been um Franklin Roosevelt. Huh? Franklin Roosevelt. I said uh, Roosevelt. Yeah, but you said Teddy. Oh, did I? Yeah. Yeah, not Teddy. Yeah, Teddy was a few years earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it'd be cool to just see that. Yeah. Like, live it. Yeah. Like, be there. Like, I I mean, if I was at the event, at the end of the Avengers. (laughs) Yeah. And I had my chance to go through the portal. Yeah. Um, I would go back to the 20s and 30s, 40s. Yeah. I would, I for sure. I just love that time period. I don't know why. I've always been drawn to it. Yeah, I get that. Like, I mean, there, there, there is a fascination with it because it was like, like you look back at that time period, it's like such a different vibe. I mean, I, I know people are going to kill us. They're going to be like, you know, yeah, because, you know, Racism. I mean, I, I'm not saying that. I mean, it, it was just. I it has nothing to do with that for me. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm just saying it from like the standpoint of like 
even if you worked in the mill, you you went to work wearing a suit. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't like today, I, 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 me and Nancy went to dinner before I came over here. We went to Luciano's. <coughs> it's a halfway decent restaurant. Yeah. I'm wearing sweatpants and a dirty t-shirt. Yeah. You know, I just kept my jacket on. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, but back in the day, I would have, you know, gone upstairs, put on a, a full suit and cufflinks, cufflinks, my fedora, and you know, the gone out. Yeah, and then gone I would have paid. Like I would have paid because Nancy would have had no money, <laughs> and I would have driven because Nancy wouldn't have owned a car. Yeah, but, but you would have been at a table but, with with fucking linens and a yeah, candle lit and it, it fucking completely different. But like, it's like been taken care of by garçon. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, yeah, it, it, it's like a completely different like time period of like how people behaved and dressed and like. I mean, it, it, it's like as a society, like we we make fun of it because it's like, like fuck, that's the line. Like you know, when you, like these people show up at fucking Walmart in their pajamas and and shit, you know, and you're like, come on, like I mean, have some some level of civility, you yeah, know. I mean, but you know, yeah, it, I know, I, you know? I, I I get it. Like it's like. I don't know. I would just love to go to a jazz club in the fucking 30s or 20s. Yeah. Especially 20s. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, I get that. Like I fucking would just be in my glory. Just to witness it. You know what I mean? Like, fuck. This is this is good shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like showing up the Cotton Club. Yes, the Cotton Club. Yeah, you know. Sitting in a nice round fucking booth yeah. style. Dressed to the nines. Dressed to the nine. Dim lights. Yeah. Even the talk was different. Yeah. Oh, very much so. You know? I yeah. just... Man, if I can go back in time, that would be it. I'm telling you. Yeah. I just... Man. Yeah, for sure. Anyway. <laughs> Even like something stupid like, just go to a boxing match then. Oh, can you imagine? I can't. Like, I mean, that, that would have been like, like so outrageous to have experienced. Even Even the press. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I mean, everything about the boxing match yeah. would have been cool as fuck. Like going to see a Joe Lewis match. Yeah. Back in the his glory days of like you know just laying fuckers out, taking yeah. paper and the papers into the front row so you can cover your head. Yeah. Because of the fucking sweat and blood. Yeah. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. it, it, but like the it was like this smoke filled room. And it, like, like, because everybody smoked, yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, and you know, so like the light was like shining down, like as like, all, like this, cutting through the all of that to you know to expose the ring for you to be able to watch. It was like such an interesting time, weird, weirdly. We're seeing Babe Ruth in a baseball game. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Like, I just, I think that's, I don't know. If there's a heaven, that's where I want to be. Yeah, like you watch a movie like The Natural, mm. and like you like nowadays, like everybody shows up like in team gear, yeah, and they're yeah. wearing like team hats and stuff. Like you watch The Natural, like everybody's wearing fucking fedoras, dressed. Yeah, like even like poor people like showed up like in the outfield grandstands, like but fully dressed. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. There, there, there was no showing up in like your. Your work clothes. No, you put your coat on. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. It's a, it, like I said, a different time, but it was, uh, mm-hmm. it was, it was a cool time. Yeah, 
you know, it was something that I, w- I would definitely dig. Yeah. You know what I mean? I get what you're saying. I'm right there with you. Yeah. I, I don't know. Anyway. All right, so let's dip into some trailer talk. Okay. So um, there was two trailers that were released this week. One that was released last week I wanted to talk to you about, but we I skipped over for some, some reason. So let's start with the one from last week, and that was um, Free Guy. Yeah. This is a, a new Ryan Reynolds vehicle. And the concept is basically he's an NPC in a video game who becomes, I guess, self-aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of an interesting concept. Oh, it is. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I like Ryan Reynolds. I, I, I mean, I like his take on it. I mean, he's a, he, Everything in the trailer was pretty amusing. Yeah. But I like the concept of what they're presenting. Yeah. It's you an know? interesting concept. It's a different yeah. take. You know, it's like a, 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 the world looks like a cross between, like, this Fortnite and... And fucking uh, Grand Theft Auto. Right, right, right. You know, and this is his life. You know, he's like, eh, whatever. <laughs> we get robbed every day. You know, and one day he fights back, and <laughs> I mean, it was, a, it was it was fun. Like, I, I, it looks like a fun movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it looks really good. Yeah. Um. And there's some been some people like poo pooing it, but I, I mean, it looks good. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a different viewpoint. Yeah, and I appreciate that. I do. I yeah. I mean, anything that Ryan Reynolds is in, I'm gonna watch it. I've watched almost everything he's been in. Yeah. So I I don't really. <laughs> I mean, you know, outside of Dead, I mean, he's a good actor. Yeah. He's funny as fuck. Yeah, I mean, I go all the way back to two guys are going to a pizza place with him. Yeah, you know exactly. You know, and I mean, that was like one of those things where I'm like, man, I don't know if that guy's going to hit big or not, but he should. Yeah, I mean, you know? but you, if you think about him in, um, what is it, Wolverine. Yeah. I mean, he was fucking fantastic. Yeah. You know, I mean, that part pretty much won him the Deadpool role. I mean, not or, won him the Deadpool role, yeah. but I mean that... You saw it, yeah. Like I mean, you, you people. Were, the reason people were so pissed off about Deadpool, quote unquote, at the end of that movie is one, so fucking bad. But two, like you wanted the Ryan Reynolds, like that the character he was already portraying. That was him. Yeah, and it was like straight out of the comics. Yeah, like you had it already, and then you like went and fucked it up. Yeah, exactly. But then you righted yourself. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, right. So. Yeah, he's just so good, dude. But, I mean, you look you look at stuff that he's done over the years, like who you, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, like right. I, I like the Hitman's Bodyguard. Yeah, that was a very good movie. I I think Life is a good movie, but not because of him, because he's hardly in it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you go back. I mean, R.I.P.D. That was a bad movie, but I still had fun with it. Um, you know, Green Lantern is a flawed movie, but I don't think it's because of Ryan Reynolds. Like I didn't mind him as Hal Jordan. 
It just wasn't a real well done movie. Right. You know, that's the difference. Like, a lot of people are like, Ryan Reynolds, how can you cast Ryan Reynolds as Hal Jordan? I thought it was good casting. I just thought it was just a, a poorly executed movie. Yeah, it wasn't him. Like, but you get in the shit like The Proposal. <laughs> great. That's a great movie. <laughs> it is. You know, you got Ryan Reynolds, you got America's Sweetheart. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's good, good stuff. Definitely Maybe is a good movie. I love them in Smoking Aces. Yeah. Just Friends is a good movie. Waiting is one of the funniest fucking movies I have ever seen. Yeah. Especially for two people that used to work, work in the, in the service business. industry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's probably why it's so fucking funny to me. But, I mean, he crushes it in that movie. Crushes. Crushes. <laughs> um, you know, you, you get into, like, some of the stupid stuff. You're like, Van Wilder. Yeah, good. That's a hysterical movie. And two guys are going to pizza place, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, like, he's done. There's a lot of stuff that he's done over the years where you kind of say like, he should have been a bigger star a long, long time ago. Yeah, agreed. You know, like I, that's the thing I can't figure out is why, why did we, we kind of have to wait until Deadpool for him to hit so big? Yeah, agreed. You know, I mean, maybe it should have been Green Lantern if Green Lantern had been a better fucking movie. But, like, the proposal is so fucking good. Adventureland, he's really good in that. He plays a complete and total asshole. He does it well. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, Smoking Aces, he's fantastic. And and Waiting is, like, I I don't know. Like, it's tough because, like, I look at Waiting, like I said, I mean, to me, it's one of the funniest fucking movies I've ever seen. But... It's probably because it's like my office space because at the time I was working in the service industry. Right, right. You know, or I just got out of working in the service industry. So, like, I knew every single one of those fucking people. Like, they, they, right, I right. worked with them all, you know. So. Have you seen... Um, the only reason I'm saying this is because Ryan Reynolds was... <laughs> he guest shot it. Yeah. Did you see the Saturday Night Live skits with... Uh, Will Ferrell and all. I just saw the opening monologue where... Where Ryan was there? Yeah. All right, pause it for a second. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's the good stuff. That's the good stuff. So, moving on, we'll move on to our, our second trailer here. Okay. And that's going to be Wonder Woman 1984. Nice. Yeah. As, as a non-DC fanboy... But you were a fan of the first one. <laughs> I was. Yeah. What, what did you think? I liked it. Yeah. Especially that running theme of how does it Yeah, the feel? old Blue Monday song. Yeah. yeah. Blue, blue, it was Blue Monday, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it looks interesting. I mean, fucking Pines in it, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm intrigued to see, like, I, I, I like, um, you know, Pedro Pascal, he, he's in it. He's playing Maxwell Lord. And, yeah. you know, for anybody who knows DC Comics, Maxwell Lord is a great villain of his in his own right. Um, and, I, you know, it, it, Kristen Wiig is, is, is going to be playing the Cheetah. And I, I it looks very interesting. I, I yeah. like. I, I, in my mind, I was. Uh... I was thinking that is that is that the cheetah? Yeah, you know what I mean. 
yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm, in, I'm intrigued to see how this is going to unfold. Like, I, I, I'm trying to take the nostalgia aspect out of it because it's 1984, and like, you want to be like, oh, it's so cool. It's the 80s and the music and the, and the fashion and everything else. But, but taking all that away from like, like the story actually intrigues me a little bit. Like, right. Yeah. You know, what What was this device or, or artifact that was used to bring Steve back? Because apparently it's you know. It's insinuated that it brings back, you know, whatever your deepest desire is. Right, right. And it clearly hers is Steve. Of course. You know. So, like, I'm intrigued to see, like, what that is and how do they handle the return of Steve Trevor going forward. Right. You know, do they kill him off again? Oh, God. I, I hope not. not. You know, <laughs> I certainly hope not. But at the same time, like. I mean, he was—he was just as much a bigger part as Wonder Woman as she was. Yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, he—he I mean, like, was phenomenal in that role. I mean, he was like the other fifty percent. Does that make sense? I mean, like mm-hmm. that first movie was all about her, and I, I get it, Wonder Woman origins, and the, yeah. But once she got into, once you got it with him, yeah, he was fifty percent of that movie. Yeah, I mean, he was. I mean, he was. Yeah, the second they left them, Mascara. Yeah, it was Steve Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, I, I like, I mean, you know, it's tough not to like the vibe just because it's the 80s. Correct. And you're right, like, I mean, you know, using a version of Blue Monday sets a tone. Right. You know, and it's like so, I suppose that version is so synthesized up. Right, right. You know, right. It, it's like, oh, okay, this is cool. Yeah, I'm down with this, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I am. I'm very interested to see where where, where this goes and like how, how this is going to play out because it's it's a big like you you said it as you were watching the trailer. They're banking on her a lot. They're banking on Gail Godot. DC. Yeah. Oh yeah, for to, sure. To be the money maker at this point, like this is this is the focal point of the DC movies now. Oh yeah. You know, and um. And I'm very interested to see, like, you know, what they do with the character and how, how they approach kind of going forward without having, like, the the interconnected universe that they had previously. That they're just kind of abandoning that and kind of like, yeah, fuck it, we're just going to make movies. Who cares? You know? Oh, yeah, How that all sure. works out. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm all in. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. do. I am all in. Yeah, I mean, between this and, you know, Birds of Prey... Which is a completely different feel, right? From this, like Birds of Prey feels very outrageous in a good way, right? Which I'm kind of down for. You know, I'm also kind of down to see like you and McGregor just kind of ham it up a bit. Yeah, yeah. Which is what I feel might be taking place. Like it's like it might be a movie where you just kind of let him just kind of go, right? Right. And play, you know, just just choose some scenery. Yeah, yeah. You know. Anything with you and McGregor is good. Well, I I point you to Christopher Robin. Man, was that good? Oh man, brutally good. Yeah, yeah. Like, why isn't he in more shit? Like, I just he, he's the Chris Pine of Pine of Britain. You in know a, what I mean? in like, a way, I'm glad he's not because he's big enough. Like, that the stuff that he does when it comes out feels special. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like a, 
I, I, it's weird because like you want more of Chris Pine because you just want him to be a bigger star. I feel like Ewan McGregor is a big enough star that like he can pick and choose what he wants to do, right? And doesn't have to take everything or do everything or be in everything or ha- doesn't have to be an action star. I mean, you look at the shit he's done over the years; he's not an action star per se. Yeah, you know, Chris Pine kind of is an action star or should be, should be. You know, yeah, yeah. So like. But like you know, then you get excited because then you you, you we're gonna get an eight eight episode Obi Wan Kenobi series. And I'm just the only thing I'm thinking of is you know, growing the fine Kenobi beard. You know, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can't wait to see you, you right, McGregor right. rocking that fine Kenobi beard, doing his best Alec Guinness impression. Yeah, you know, he's just such, he he's so good. He is. He's 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 England's gift to us. He really is. He is, too. We don't deserve him. We don't. You're right. Think of him in Moulin Rouge. Uh, well, I oh, mean, oh, God. Yeah. So good in that. <laughs> I know. I, I can't think of a Ewan McGregor movie that I've watched that he's been bad in. Have you? Can you think of one that's been bad? Yes. Yeah, there was one he made with I want to say Angelina Jolie. Oh God! Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 take a peek here. Um, was that the one where he's in the helicopter and he blew up? He was the bad guy. Um, no, that was no. Sorry, that wasn't. That was uh, Angels and Demons. It was fucking. Yeah, that was Angels and Demons, and he, and he was very good in that. Yeah, he was. Um. And let me see if I can find it here. Because it, it was like he was like stalking her or something. Um, well, Jack the Giant Slayer. Wow. Yeah. Where was that? He was in Nanny McFee Returns? That's awful. He was. Actually, that was pretty good. Okay. Well, I'll take your word for it. The Island was a very good movie. I like that a lot. Eye of the Beholder, 1999. Okay. Um, Ewan McGregor and Ashley Judd. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I guess an ooh from the crowd. Um, a private eye shed as a female serial killer of men all over the U.S. without her knowing... As he, strangely enough, occasionally acts as her guardian angel. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Not a good movie. Uh, it's got a 5.1 out of 10 stars on IMDb. Nice. So that tells you all you need to... But I mean, that's a young at Ewan McGregor. That's 1999. But a lot of... I mean, there's a lot of good stuff in here, though. I mean, you know... I mean, he was in Brassed Off. <laughs> I can go back to train spotting, but. Yeah, of course. You know, Velvet Goldmine. Oh, yeah. He's really good in that. Um, you know, Moulin Rouge, Black Hawk Down. Down with Love, which was an odd but very good film. I'm not a fan of it, but I know you are Big Fish. Oh, fantastic. He was good in it. Yeah. The Island was a very good movie. Anyway. Yeah. So, I, 
I love you, Philip Morris. Yeah. All right, so we move on to our our final trailer. One that I know you and I have both been looking forward to very much. Okay. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, man. It looks really put together. Doesn't it? Yeah. Like, I feel like I predicted how this is going to go months ago. Yeah. And it's like even better than I imagined it would mm-hmm. be, like, based on that trailer. Like, I, I was just like, wow, that's impressive. It just looks really well done. Yeah. Like, everything about it. Yeah. I was very impressed by... <clears throat> I, I think the story that they're trying to tell. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it makes sense. Yeah. Um. Production-wise, it looks fantastic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, I mean, the, the fact that they put money into it doesn't surprise me. But, like, the, I like it. Like, it's like the original Ghostbusters are almost like a thing of, of fairy tale. Right. You know, like, nobody remembers this shit. You know, Paul Rudd does but because he's Paul Rudd. But, I mean, like, it's like everything else is like, who the fuck were the Ghostbusters? What are you talking about, Gozer and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I'm very intrigued to kind of see how, like, how this all kind of plays out. I, I know I said that with the other movie, but, like, it just, it, the plot intrigues me as, as far as, you know, what is taking place, you know, breaking out all the old gear. Like, I mean, you know, at one point, like, you know, they're driving the Ecto-1, they got the... The gunner chair out and everything. Yeah. I mean, it's Fuck. Like, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, wow, okay. Yeah. All the stops. Yeah. You know. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Like, um, and I'm glad they never, they didn't show them in the yeah. trailer. Yeah, the, the OGs. Yeah, the yeah. uncles. Yeah. Because that's pretty much who they are and right. she doesn't really know it yet. You know what I mean? But, right. Um, because they're all supposed to come back. Yeah. Um. But they didn't show them, and I thought that was very important. Yeah. And and the trailer led to um, not a lot was shown. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, enough was shown, but... Yeah, to give you an idea of what this is about. Correct. You know. Yeah. But it wasn't like a spoiler and... No. You're going to know the whole movie by watching this. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. I think there's more to this movie than what leads... Yeah. ...what they've shown us. Right. So, I mean, I, I find that really cool. For sure. But I'm excited like, about it. Mean, I mean, it's like, you know, they're in fucking Nebraska. Right. You know, as far away from New York as you could possibly get. Right. You know, and like, it's, it's oddball things like that that intrigued me. Yeah. Like, why did he? Yeah. Why Why did Egon go to Nebraska? Right. You know, exactly. That, that's the question. Like, it, it becomes like, why did Luke go to the island? You know, like, you know, it, 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 why did Egon go to Nebraska? What's in Nebraska that was so important that Egon had to go there? You know, and and uproot himself to protect. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm all in. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm completely in with this. And I mean, I know some people were just like, well, it's it's Ghostbusters as Stranger Things. And I, 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 I get that. I, I know Stork said that. And Are you making that connection because of the, uh, the actor? Are you making that connection because of 
what it is. I think a little bit of both. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what people were saying. Like, I mean, yeah, Finn Wolfhead is clearly a connection to Stranger Things. But at the same time, it, it, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, it, it does have that feel to it. I get that. Like, you, you say, like, you know, well, it's not adults doing this. It's kids. And, you know, it has a very Stranger Things feel to it and a very yeah. It Chapter 1 feel to it. You know, but at the same time, like, I, I, like, yeah, I, I, I wish maybe the kids were older. Maybe that's where I'm at. Like, I wish they were, like, maybe, like, in their late teens. Yeah. The, the oldest is in his early 20s or something, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Like, you know, that, I would be, I, I, I get that, like, yeah, like, I, I don't want to see a, I, I, I don't want to say I don't want to see it. It's like I get where people are like they don't want to see another movie where it's a bunch of kids going all Scooby gang. Yeah, right, right. You know, but at the same time, it's a time-honored tradition, you know, going all the way back to like the Goonies. Sure. You know, this is just what we do now a lot of times. Right, right. Like, th- this is who would discover this. This is who, who would who would believe in the magic of it. You know, especially when you're saying, like, people don't remember what happened in New York in 1984. Mm. You know? Yeah. Like, it's forgotten. It's It's been swept under the rug. People forgot, you know. It's not a historical event people talk about. Right, right, you right. You know? But it happened. And, and so, like, yes, it would be children who would be more likely to take up the mantle than an adult would. Right. You know? But still, like, I mean, the, the, just those little fucking moments of, like, you know, her finding the 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 OG um, uniforms. Right. You know. Yeah, dude. Like how they all came out. Yeah. Like, you know, her walking with the the um, the sensor. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of starting to go nuts. Yeah, and yeah. And you know it's going nuts. Like, and you know what it's finding. Because, you know, we've been there. And I... It, it's just it's stuff like that that like you're right like I I didn't I, I rolled I, I didn't roll a tear but made my eyes welled up a little bit because it was like the nostalgia factor of it right you know not just nostalgia but it dude rolling a tear is when you see Elon's name on the fucking yeah when you I saw mean, Spangler I was just like oh man yeah, yeah. come on dude yeah you go in there yeah. you know what I mean yeah. like and it's funny like. Like going back to the the, the all female version of, of the Ghostbusters, like one of the things like people complain about is, oh, you've ruined my childhood. Why? Well, let's face facts. It was one really good movie, and one uh, it was okay movie. Like this isn't like a huge franchise that like. No, it wasn't. Like I mean, you know, there, there, there's there's more canon in the. The uh, the real Ghostbusters cartoon than there is in the movies. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, and uh, it, it, so it's it's like funny to me that like we're looking at this from a nostalgic point of view and like oh here we come. But it's this isn't like it's like the Terminator franchise where they've been churning these out for thirty fucking years. Right. I mean, there's only been a couple. Yeah. There's only been two movies. There's only been two movies. And third with the with right. the women. And so it's like it's a very weird kind of IP where. 
like, do we hold on to that, like, so fucking tightly for whatever reason? Because the first one was so damn good. It was. And the second one was just like, eh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Eh, it's all right. It's okay, you know. Yeah. Like, it's a very weird, it's a very weird. It is, and, you know. but there's so many. <sighs> but it's also so iconic. That's what I was getting ready to say. There's so many iconic sayings even you know, in, I mean, just, in just the first the, one just with the the fucking the, the the theme song yeah you know and then you get into like you know you know he slimed me yeah you know we came we, we saw, saw we, we kicked it to us yeah i mean it, it's, it's shit like that i mean yeah i mean it's it, there was there was a moment on the roof too where bill murray said something too that was very iconic yeah but i mean it's it, it's a very weird like this franchise is very weird to me and not we, we is we cut we cling to it so tightly, but yet it's something that like hasn't done that much, right? You know, right, right, right. I mean, there, there are other franchises that we should be more angry about, like getting fucked up. Like I don't know, Die Hard. <laughs> you know, I forgave the fourth <laughs> movie. The fifth was unforgivable. You right, know? right. You know, I mean, that, it that, was unforgivable. That, that was one of the worst fucking movies I've ever seen. And I mean, you know, but but I watched it. Of course it, you did, because it said Die Hard. Right, right. <laughs> it had Bruce right. Willis. You know, right. but so it's it, it, it. Well, we're also coming from a day that sequels didn't like really add up. You know what I mean? Like Ghostbusters, Gremlins two. I mean, from that time period, just. They just could not do the sequel correct. Right. For whatever reason, the sequel fell flat on its face. Always. Yeah. Always. It was a money push. Yeah. And they pushed it, pushed it, pushed it, and it just never developed. Right. You know what I mean? So. Except Empire. Yeah. I mean, that, that was the thing. Like we talked. That was the thing we talked about back in the day. Was like the rare exception. You know, Godfather Two, Empire Strikes Back. Right. Star Trek Two. Yeah. You know. You know Movies that you were as good as or far exceeded the the its predecessor, right? You know, Superman two. You know the the, but they were rare. Like you know, for every Superman two, you got a Ghostbusters two or a Gremlins two or a Critters two, or right. you know, like some something just god awful. You know, Tremors two. Something you were just like, oh my god, this is how how was the first one so good and this one so fucking bad. Right, right, right. Yeah, and that's why like like Ghostbusters three went in the limbo because it was like Dan Aykroyd, not Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray was like, unless you can do something that matches the original, I ain't coming back. Right. Like fuck it, I don't need the money that badly. I can do other shit. Right. You know, Dan, you should do that too. <laughs> you know, like Dan Aykroyd's the one that's for years, for for like thirty years has been like, we're making Ghostbusters three. You know, because I think Dan just needs the money that bad. Right, right, you know? right. No, no, I can't. But yeah, I mean, the, the, this. I, I think Jason Reitman just knocking this shit out of the park. Oh man, I'm praying that it is. Yeah, it looks pretty together. Yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, I honestly agree. I mean, it, I mean, he's a good director. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like. I just hope he delivers. But I like. I think if unless I'm wrong, I mean, I'd have to look it up. But this is like the first. This is the biggest thing he's done. Right. Let me let me double check. Yeah, you better double check that. Yeah. 
Because I thought he was pretty accomplished. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think he's done some stuff that... Okay, so like he, he, he was a director on Thank You for Smoking. Mm-hmm. Uh, what am I looking at? Director, okay. So, like Up in the Air in 2009, mm-hmm. Young Adult, Juno. Juno's yeah. huge. But it's a big it's a big movie, but my, my point is from from a scope standpoint. Like Juno is this tiny little little story. This is a much grander scale. It is, but Juno was a huge hit. It was a big hit, yes. I mean I'm I'm not I'm not saying it's he hasn't directed a big hit. You know, Tully in twenty eighteen was a was a pretty big hit as well. Um and he directed the front runner last year as well which was a movie I, I wanted to see and just never got a chance to. So I'm not saying he hasn't directed movies that haven't made money, but right, my right. point is he hasn't directed movies that cost a lot of money either. Right, right. You know, Juno he probably made for, you know, like like a Kevin Smith movie on a bunch of credit cards. You know what I mean? Right, right. You know, where this this is a multi-million dollar franchise where he's, you know, playing with special effects and stuff, and none of his movies he's done before this have, have included that. Right, right. So that that's the only concern is can a guy like that and I and it shouldn't be because I've seen plenty of other indie directors, you know, John Favreau, come up and knock it out of the park with a multi million dollar you know, a hundred million dollar project like this. Right, right. You know, so I shouldn't be worried about him, but yet there's still a part of me that's like I always get nervous when it's like it's in like an indie director like that, yeah, yeah. who is get getting brought to like the big leagues and getting a shot, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you know, hopefully he's he's worth the call up. Right. Yeah. So, but from the trailer, the trailer certainly in, in, invoked hope. It set a high bar. No, it did. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Let's go ahead and let's, uh, let's dip our Tony old mailbag. Mailbag. And as always, because we enjoy punishing ourselves, <laughs> we start off with our good friend, Superfan Thad. That is in... One of my two favorite hosts who like to stick their chestnuts over an open fire to burn off your ball hair. <laughs> what? Wow. I got to tell you, there's much better ways to go about that. Yeah. I mean, you know, not that I'm aware of, but I, you know, I've never done it, but I, I've heard other people talk. And <laughs> nice. that just sounds painful. Yeah. And smelly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Burning hair is not a good thing. Not at all. Um, nope, not going down that road at all. Not going down that road either. Um, Sean, what did you think of the crisis on Infinite Earth? My favorite part was Burt Ward as Robin and Tom Welling's Superman. Can't wait for part four and five. Yes. Oh, well, I mean, good question. Um... It was an interesting, like, the first 
three chapters. They're showing, they're showing the first three parts this year, and then you know in January we get the last two. Um, I, I did like the the Smallville Tom Welling visit. That was nice. Because you're looking at me like I have no idea what to talk about. They're, 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 it's involving the multiverse. Okay. So they're traveling between all these different Earths in the multiverse trying to find the Superman. And one of them they visit is Tom Welling, and he's on the, the Smallville farm. And it was a really cool scene. Yeah. Like, it was a nice coda to that show. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It, it was very nice. It was a really well done scene. I liked it a lot. And I got to tell you something. Last year, about halfway through the season, I stopped watching Supergirl. Okay. Okay. Because it was getting a little too political for okay. my liking. All right. Like, that's, just, that's just me. Okay. Okay. Um, but not, Get it? I like the, I like the actress. I like the, the rest of the cast. But, like, it was just, you could very clearly see that this was very, very much taking today's political climate and using it to tell a Supergirl story. And I just wasn't enjoying that. But what I missed out on was at some point during that season, they brought in John Cryer as Lex Luthor. Okay. Well, he returns for Crisis on Infinite Earth. Okay. He is phenomenal. Really? As Luthor? As Luthor. Like, really. Like, I, 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 Michael Rosenbaum is still my favorite portrayal of Lex Luthor mm-hmm. with Clancy Brown's animated version as a close second. But, man, John Cryer knocks it out of the park. Really? He is really good. It's, it's very much a combination of, like, a little bit of Hackman, but a lot of the comic book. Okay. Like... If that makes any sense, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, it, it, and John Cryer talked about, like you know, he 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 was very happy to take up his role to make up for the debacle that was Superman Four. Yeah, yeah. You know, because yeah, yeah. those who don't remember, he's in that piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, but so it, it, it but it's he's really good as Lex, and I was like, damn, I'm sorry, I missed it. I'm gonna have to go back and watch this because he's really good as Lex. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, fuck, I wish I would have watched this from the beginning. And I hope, because I know they're going to be doing a Superman TV show now uh, with, with Tyler Hodgkiss as, as from the Supergirl show as Superman. And I'm hoping they transition him over to that show. Right. To be, you know, as Lex, because that just makes the most sense. And, and like I said, I mean, fuck, he's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's really good. Like, I was very impressed with it. Like, I heard they were casting, and I thought, eh, he'll do a good job. You know, not in the right home about, but, you know, John Cryer can act. Yeah. Of course he can act. Yeah. I mean, he's a good actor. Like, I mean, I've seen him in enough stuff where I'm like, yeah, he'll do a decent job. But, like, this wasn't expected. Like, I was like, holy fuck, he's good. You know? Yeah. So, so that's been a major highlight is, is, has been John Cryer. I like the, 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 the Smallville scene that they did. Um, spoiler alert: the the death of Green Arrow was uh really well done and really moving. I liked that a lot. Right. And uh, I also like what they're going to be doing with Green Arrow, like like with that character. Like it it, it was it, it was very interesting and very well done. Like I, I'm I've enjoyed the first 
three episodes of this. I can't wait to see how because it it, it kind of it's kind of like the first three episodes were like Infinity War, and the last two episodes are going to be Endgame. Yeah, like you know, like the way they left off, it was like, man, all hope is lost. Right, right. You know, right. one of the last two episodes are clearly you're going to get find a way to get hope back, but it was well done. I have enjoyed the heck out of it. I can't wait to see how they they've done a very good job of trying to incorporate what's a legendary crossover comic book series and make it their own while being still being true a bit to the original source material. Okay. Which is very hard to do. Yeah. Yeah, so so there's that. So let's get back to Thad's email. Um, it says, sorry for the short write-in. I'm tr- trying to roast my chestnuts over an open barbecue pit. Uh, the way we always seem to end a Thad email, yuck and <laughs> yeah. double yuck. Double yuck. Double yuck. So next up, we have our good friend, the Otter, better known as Superfan Tim. Okay. Uh, Tim writes in, hey, Pittsburgh nerds, quick check-in this week. I have Thad outside trying to use the kid's sidewalk chalk to write up seeing things about Christmas. I'm not too worried about his dumb shit, but I'm concerned the kid will pick up spell- pick up on his spelling errors. Ah, I can see why that would be a concern. Yeah. You know, early education is tough. Yeah. I uh, started watching Star Wars Rebel, Rebels, excuse me. Damn, is that show good and worth the watch on Disney Plus? About halfway through season two, and it started to take off. Way better than that turdy Resistance show on now. I, I will agree. Like, um, Resistance is. T- I have to watch the second season. I've just been recording, and I haven't even watched it yet. Um, but the, the, the first like three quarters of Resistance was just wasn't good. Like, I, I felt bad. Really? Yeah. Like, I mean, it picks up at the end of the season and it becomes a bit better. But, like, it was just... I, I just I felt bad because it's like, it's in the shadow very much of Rebels and Clone Wars. Because those are two phenomenally well-done cartoon series right. in the Star Wars universe. And, unfortunately, Resistance just doesn't live up to their... Their their high bar, yeah. And I, I feel like if maybe if they if those two series didn't exist, I'd probably think more highly of this show. But because they exist, it just doesn't meet that high criteria that Dave Filoni has put out there. Okay, you know, and um, you know, he's halfway through season two, and I I will tell you now, Otter, for the season two finale, bring tissues. <laughs> nice. Bring tissues because. Man, like, I'm just thinking about it right now, and I, I'm just, I can feel the hairs begin to stand up just because it's that fucking good. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like one of the best se- season finales. And even, like, when you get into the end of the series, the, the series ends really fucking well. Like, it's a bit goofy, but it's Star Wars goofy, so you let it slide, and but it's so well done. And I... I Dave Filoni, first off, Dave Filoni is a Pittsburgh guy, born and raised in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. 
needs to come on the show. Dave, if you're listening, <laughs> Mikasa is Sukasa. But, you know, so that's an open invitation. Anytime you want to come on, Dave, please let us know. I will figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, We're there. Yeah. Uh, but the other side of that, though, is, like, he's, like, to me, like, a, he is very much a national treasure. Because, like I said last, a couple weeks ago, we talked about Star Wars. He studied at the feet of George Lucas. Yeah. You know, when the Clone Wars came out, that was still, like, when Lucasfilm was independent. And, you know, Filoni was studying under George Lucas. George Lucas executive produced that. Dave Filoni was the showrunner. But they wrote that shit together. Lucas explained everything to Filoni. Yeah. You know, how this is supposed to go. This is what has to happen. So this was very much, like, we shit on George Lucas a lot of times for the prequels and how, you know, how bad they can be at, at some points. But Lucas makes up for it with the Clone Wars and how good that fucking series is. Yeah. And a lot of that also, I believe, falls on Dave Filoni, who who took the thoughts of George Lucas and what George Lucas wanted that show to be and turned it and spun it into gold. Yeah. You know, and, you know, he took then he took those lessons that he learned after Disney gets acquired mm-hmm. or, or after Disney acquires Lucasfilm. Yeah. And they come out with Rebels. Which again, like I, when Rebels first came out, I was pissed because they just shut down Clone Wars. Yeah, like and it was like there were unresolved issues in Clone Wars. Like I don't need to know how shit went down. And but Disney was like, yeah, we're done with that. We're moving on. And he comes out with Rebels, and Rebels is a great fucking show. And it's it's that's all Dave Filoni. You know, yeah. that's Dave Filoni taking what he learned by sitting under the learning tree with George and took that information and spun even more gold with it. All right. You know, and so, like, when we talk about The Mandalorian, whose name is on there as an executive producer? John Favreau and Dave, and Dave Filoni. Filoni. Yeah. You know, so, like, the man knows what the fuck he's doing. Like, he, he knows this universe better than anybody other than George. Right. You know what I mean? And... Like it just amazes me time and time again that he is not the guy. He is he is not the Kevin Feige of the Star Wars universe. Like he should be the guy directing everything. Right, right. You know, the and, front runner. Yeah, and I mean I know they're talking about having Favreau do it, but I think Dave Filoni is going to be right there with him. Like I think Favreau knows I need that 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 connection, and Filoni's that connection. And oh man, he's so fucking good, <laughs> and he seems like such a cool guy. Yeah. Like, I've seen plenty of interviews with him and stuff like that. And he just comes off, like, as a cool fucking guy, too, on top of everything else. And that's why I love to talk to him. Because I want to be like, how the fuck do you get from the mean streets of Pittsburgh to being the guy who's basically the connective tissue to George Lucas? Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, there are a lot of things you can do in life. Like, I mean, and a lot of people escape Pittsburgh. Don't get me wrong. But... Like, how do you go from, like, being here to being there? Like, what what is that route that you took? Yeah. Because it's, a, it's a, got to be a fascinating story. Yeah. It is, right? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things. Like, if, out of everybody in the world, it's a guy from the Berg who is, like, the Jedi guru now. <laughs> Crazy, yeah. right? Yeah. We got to get him on the show. I'd love to. Like there are very like there are very few people I sit there going I'd love to have this person on the show like there's maybe three yeah. I had I had a chance at one of them yeah yeah uh, but the three would be 
Um, I'm going to say four. The three would be Dave Filani, Kevin Smith, Ric Flair, and Shane Douglas, the franchise Shane Douglas. Yeah. Because I think they'd be all four of those guys. I mean, we know Kevin Smith can tell a tale. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Smith would come on this fucking show and just railroad us, and we'd like, We'd be sitting there under the learning tree going, go ahead, tell us more, Kevin. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think Dave Filoni would be fascinating because he's a Pittsburgh guy who went from here to there. And I like it just it, he fascinates me. You know, Ric Flair is Ric Flair again, would just sit here and go, Oh my goodness. And Shane Douglas was a guy I almost had on the show. Really? Really. I never told you this. No. This is just a few weeks ago. Are you kidding me? No. So Shane Douglas has his own podcast. Okay. Okay. And in fact, I'm going to plug something for his podcast in a few minutes. Mm. But apparently, he, and for those who don't know, Shane Douglas, the franchise Shane Douglas, that he was a pro wrestler. Um, his biggest success was in the 90s in ECW. He was the ECW World Heavyweight Champion. He right. held the belt a couple of times. He was the guy who won the NWA World Title, threw it down, and picked up the ECW World Title. Mm. You know, so he in wrestling history, he he's a bit of an icon. Um, but he's a Pittsburgh guy as well. Yeah, you know, he he was a guy who you know he wore black and gold. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was a guy who like he was a villain everywhere mm. except in Pittsburgh. Right, right. You know, so but anyway, so he has his own podcast now. And I got a, a, a direct message from the guy who runs the podcast. Apparently, there were internet problems, and Shane couldn't get online to do the podcast. Uh-huh. And they wanted to use our equipment to do their show. And then Shane would return to favor and guest on ours. Mm. It was the weekend I moved. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would have stopped everything. Oh, I, I, I thought about it. I thought about like, man, I, you know, I got to make this happen. But it would have been a Sunday. It was a Sunday night. I was like, no, no, I can't. I, I it was like, there were too many variables that would prevent me from doing it. Like that, yeah. just stacked up against us. And I was just like, fuck it. You know, I had to say no. But it was like, fuck. I was this fucking close. Man. This fucking cl- that would have been and like I I even told like my boss Valerie who like her husband's a a, a, a pro wrestler he's on right. the independent circuit here in Pittsburgh and I was just like I would have just marked out like I would have just sat there like oh, hi Shane I'm a big man <laughs> right. like a very few times I've ever been starstruck I and mean, that would be one of those times where like I had the franchise Shane Douglas right here in our podcasting studio in your dining room right and we're like you know I'm just like hi Shane. <laughs> you know, right? Like, fuck. Ah, uh, so. But they said at some point, you know, I, I got to reach out to them again, you know, because he lives in the area, and they said, you know, he'd probably be more than happy to. But, um, for those of you that are interested, um, this past weekend on uh, Franchise with Shane Douglas, episode 14, the name game, host Brian Reznor made the official Flying with the Franchise contest announcement. Uh, each week, the franchisees will have different tasks to complete to qualify for a place in the contest drawing. Each qualifying franchisee, which I guess they 
name their listeners, Man. who have 10 possible spots in the drawing. The winner will be announced on January 3rd. And here's what you receive, okay? You receive two ringside tickets to the AEW Bash at the Beach in Miami, Florida. Okay. Two seats on Franchise Airlines, along with Shane Douglas, Rich Quick, and Stephen P. New. Dinner with Shane Douglas and Brian Reznor, Rich Quick, and Stephen P. New. Autographs, photo ops, and more. So, this is huge. Like, they're going to fly you down to, to Miami to because AEW is doing a, a bash at the beach like part as part of their, their weekly show. And then I know after that, then they got, they're going on a cruise. Chris Jericho has a cruise they're going to be doing a show from. Okay. So, so just the fact that he, they're going to fly you down to Miami at the beginning of January so you can go at two ringside seats for the taping where you're going to be sitting with the franchise Shane Douglas who you know they're going to be putting on fucking camera. Right, right. You know, so like this is a pretty big event. Um, when Shane Douglas was asked about the contest, he had to say this. We are trying to give back to the franchisees and support all elite wrestling at the same time. And there is no better way to do that than flying with the franchise contest. We're excited to do this and can't wait to get to bash at the beach. So if you go, to, I'm sure you get more information on this at Shane's website. That's uh, www.shanedouglas.com. Um, and that's the, the, the show is uh, Wednesday, January 15th in Miami, Florida. So, so there you go. If that is something that you are interested in, um, check out their website. Check out their, their podcast, which is something I've always been meaning to listen to and just haven't gotten around to it for some reason. That's a sin on my part. But uh, I am a big franchise Shane Douglas fan, and this would be something pretty cool to do. So Yeah, definitely. I'll post this information on our, uh, our Facebook page and Twitter page as well. Cool. So... So, dar you go. Anything you'd like to add to the proceedings there, kind sir? No, I'm good, son. Well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Hey. I guess that's an email like these fine folks have. That email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. Very easy to find. And remember, we are also a member of a number of podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and Danger Entertainment. Uh, just give them a Google search, and you'll find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And lastly, as always, want to thank you, the listener, for checking us out each and every week. I uh, can't thank you enough for uh, enjoying our hijinks and shenanigans. We greatly appreciate it. We do. And on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace. Peace.